Hold for two minutes. It's a fucking tour of Williamsburg. Oh, Jesus. They're pointing out like Seinfeld things. They're gonna they're about to get a real New York experience when I get out there and be like, move the <laughs> fuck on. Exactly. You're like, hey, over here. <laughs> hey, I'm podcasting over here. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to the most awesome Brandana Sports Podcast, and we have a dynamite episode 22. Uh, please subscribe, leave five stars, tell a friend. You know, we had our guest from episode 16 sent us a little message this week, and he was just like, I was at a bar, the wizard was playing in the background, and I was like, you got to subscribe to these podcasts, these guys break it down for data. That's what we're talking about. That's what keeps us alive. Thank you, listener Joe. Uh, great shout out to us. Uh, I am Brandana, and... With me, as always, the brains of this heist, most awesome. Are we coming at you as we always do, Brandon? Oh, as we always do. No way did I drop the as. I get so excited and jazzed. You get we so are. Up, you get fired up, and here I am. If you hear it rattling around in the background, that's Paloma. He's got that people. Paloma. He is taking I his am homework. A convert. You see what happens? He loses a little Neapolitan showdown, and then he has to dive in just full force, learning everything there is, because he will not let Brandana take him one last time. I uh, guess. If you know anything, I'm a man of my word, just like chicks in sports. Map of his word. True story. Uh, speaking <laughs> of, I think you got a little three of three. Hope you're ready for that. Uh, we have a Ooh. jam. Packed episode 22 coming at you, and we all we are coming at you as we always do. In case you were worrying, uh, we're gonna start with rip from the headlines. We have Twitter in sports, some stuff coming up. Uh, we're gonna dive yeah. deep into that kind of social media aspect and athletes. Uh, we have our segment three of three of Chick Sports. Uh, most awesome lost that bet, and he is ready to wrap up this homework excitement. About uh, to pay this bitch off. <laughs> we have a uh, new segment. What the schluck? A regular listener coming at us with some interesting sports question. A little, a little off the cuff. It'll be, it'll be fun to dive in. Uh, we have the mm-hmm. Neapolitan Showdown. We're talking best movie quarterbacks. And then the gambling corner. Most awesome. We can't keep pushing this motherfucker. The NFL season's exactly. almost upon us. We've got to get our futures out there. We exactly. are, uh, we're talking AFC South. We've been promising it for a while, but it is coming. And then we finish, as we always do, with our MVP and our 62nd tale from the frat how was your week brother <laughs> you. oh it was amazing like i said i've i've been uh deep in palomas ever mm-hmm. since our last podcast alcoholism yes 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 sir. yes exactly i i've a whole new world has been opened up to me yeah you like them seriously i like do them. i, I yeah. do i yeah they're they're good they're easy to make and and that's uh that's two qualities for this podcaster to drink don't easy sl- and yeah. tastes good. <laughs> Don't sleep on squirt. Uh, that's a good. <laughs> yep, I'm uh I'm 36. This is the last time you guys tuned in, and my resolution for my 36th year is to uh, I'm gonna do go. You do, that here, do you do that on your birthdays now? Is that uh-huh. is that, or 100%. Just, okay. Yep, I'm into resolutions all the time. I'm going undefeated, Pete's undefeated, Pete's <laughs> in my 36 years. I'm not gonna lose the most awesome in a single Neapolitan showdown. Whoa! Yeah, it's bold, but you know what? To get that Neapolitan showdown, we gotta get this fucker started. Take us to the okay. jam. Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The 
rip right. from the headlines. Uh, we are talking Twitter and sports. Why are we doing that most awesome? Well, because um, when we did our pre-bro, we had talked a little bit about uh, Kevin Durant and CJ McCollum of the uh, Portland Trailblazers getting into a little Twitter beef. Uh, and then uh, about 11th pod hour, we had Des Bryant firing off a whole bunch of tweets um, surrounding his release with the Cowboys. So we thought, hey, what, what better to, to widen the scope of what we'll talk about? And let's just talk about social media, Twitter in particular, on how it uh, affects athletes and, and fans in sports. Great. Can you kind of catch me up on this? Uh, I, I want to start with kind of this this Durant story to kind of kick things off. Uh, what what sure. went down exactly? So, so Kevin Durant has been kind of fielding these these snake chants, if you will, uh, regarding his leaving OKC to go to the Golden State. It's, it's two years old at this point, but he can't seem to shake it. And uh, another another uh, sports entity out there tweeted at uh, CJ McCollum, who uh, Kevin Durant just did his podcast and asked if he could call him. Is it safe now to call him the B word? He didn't write bitch. He write he wrote B word, and uh, McCollum had a response that uh, that Durant had umbrage with. Basically said like, "Hey, you you got beat." Uh, another gang came up and beat your gang up, and then you hopped, you know, jump ship to that gang, and yeah, so it kind of is. It's kind of soft, and then. Kevin Durant fired back at him, you know, basically that, uh, that there's snakes in the grass and, you know, I just, you talk nice to my face and then you go behind my back and get on Twitter and say this. So. That's a little fucked up, right? Like we have a, we have a podcast together and it's not we like do. we have like, we have fun and games. Maybe it gets a little heated during the Neo show, showdown, but it's not like we come on here and you're just like, Brandana, you're my MVP of the week. And then on Twitter, you're just like, Brandana is a little snake in the grass. He can go fuck himself. Yeah, exactly. I'm not. I'm not shooting tweets at uh, Joao de Vivac or any of those other pods sure, out there. I mean, yeah. like, hey, man, you know. But yeah, so it is. It is a little. It's a little. It's a little weak sauce on that. And and quite frankly, at this point, it's two years old. Um, but it does go to show, and I think this is what we're talking about with like Twitter and sports. Really, what it talks about is is like the the kind of echo chamber that athletes can kind of fall into, especially on Twitter, where they're just inundated with this. You know, um, basically, just they're 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 a raw nerve when it comes to these things, and they, if they listen too much to it, they can actually kind of uh, be be kind of called into that fray and, and called into it. Where we've never seen this before with athletes. Yeah, I really like it. Like you sent me that article, and uh, you got off of ESPN, and it was kind of talking yeah. about just a little. And it was really interesting because it brought up a great point, and it it kind of had me to do something down that like Twitter is just it's where you go for negativity. Like it's just, you're not going to get into positive things. And it made a great point. Like you can, you know, put up the monster stats and feel like you had a great game and just kind of based on your psyche or who you are, like, you know, if, if you are a little bit more sensitive, like you're going to see those people are just like, are underperforming, like he doesn't have it anymore or kind of talk about Mm -hmm. the specific shots. And it brings me to the bigger thing also that I can talk about is I get like, sometimes I get almost embarrassed that I play fantasy football and then I'm into it. Cause like just, in that social media like sphere it's just these you know money money morning like armchair quarterbacks that really aren't athletes just judging these athletes completely unfair for something arbitrary that has to do with their team when these guys are actually trying to make a career i think you know arian foster got into it a little bit one time right. i think that was kind of the first one where you know he was like injured and people are just like oh you fucked my season and he's just like well like this might like fuck my career 
Right, right. Yeah, and that's one of those things where I, I think if we went back to our one of our rips where we did, you know, fandom, where we talked about top fandom, that this would be in in that realm where it's like, look, guys, you know, we and you shouldn't be embarrassed to play fantasy football, Brandana. You should be embarrassed that people that play fantasy football take it to that level and it's a thing that you like to do that you enjoy and you enjoy watching it you unless you're that guy that calls out you know uh deshaun watson oh thanks for getting injured because now you tanked my season you know that's that's a ridiculous place to be and as a fan of the sport if you play fantasy football you, you you probably should be a fan more than just you know one team or one player you're probably a fan of the sport in general and you have to understand like these guys are out here like you said this is their livelihood these are their lives they're out there trying to do and play the best that they can and they don't need some asshole tweeting at them because oh you tanked my fantasy season yeah because because now you have this direct line to reach out and touch them where you never did before and so this direct line like don't you admit like some athletes it is not a good thing that they have that direct line so let's remove all this fantasy football talk i think it's a great point like fucking fans get your fucking shit together like fantasy football it's entertainment like don't mix reality and your team that i'm sure fucking sucks and has a stupid name burn got you right burn Burn. boom Um, smoked but but is it is it like a little bit of sometimes like these athletes it is a little too quick of an access where they used to not have it they used to you know even like michael jordan got to build his brand i know we brought that up in a podcast Mm -hmm. where you know for the first 20 years of my life like i thought michael jordan was a nice good guy i was completely fucking wrong (laughs) but a little bit of these guys that you know if they do have they're a little sensitive or they feel like they got to stick up for themselves like they get totally aggro and maybe say some shit they regret yeah and that goes part and parcel to like not just twitter but the media and how that the media covers athletes today whereas now they can't wait to run i was listening this morning they can't wait to run stuff that could be controversial and like the the old kind of moniker for like uh you know the six o'clock news like if it bleeds it leads that type of thing has now proliferated into sports uh uh coverage because i watched uh i was watching nfl network this morning and they you know they're going camp to camp to camp and asking you know uh different players questions on on different things going on with camp and i was watching the lions one and they had the NFL reporter, NFL network reporter, asking Matt Stafford about a local reporter, a Detroit reporter, who's saying, um, who's writing that Matt Patrica, the new coach for the Lions, is making the guys run a lot. And this could possibly lead to him losing the team. We're fucking four days into training camp. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it just goes to show, like, and I just thought about, and, and, and NFL Network has to answer that question or ask that question. Truthfully, I actually don't know if they have to ask the question, but they did. But Matt Stafford has to answer that on a tightrope because if he says anything other than a perfect non-answer, it fosters a little bit of, you know, that media flame that they need and could start to build this moment. We've seen it in millions of different sports topics before and start to build this snowball effect of, of an issue. And really what, What's that local guy in Detroit trying to do? He's just trying to get clicks or or, or shares or subscribes or whatever he's trying to do by, by reporting that. And I can't imagine that four days in the practice, or maybe somebody said, yeah, like run, you know, one of the veteran players said, yeah, all this running kind of sucks. 
and he takes that and you know turns it into a molehill. Yeah, it's one it, of those or, or a mountain, I should say. Yeah, I mean that's that's a good point. Like he has to you know keep his job, like justify it. You know these dog days of summer that Lord knows the MAB Sports Podcast is going through it. Even though you can't exactly. tell because these are some hot pods. But okay, where's the line between like lazy journalism? Like there's not a deeper dive he can do on some story, and then just trying to like. The pressure to make like the clickbait shit, like you said, like these little right. like nonsense stories where you just kind of you take a little maybe nugget of truth and you like blow into it to try to make like Matt Stafford give you some sort of lead that people will come to you when it's just a bullshit story. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I, that's the thing. There's got to be some responsibility in it. OK, you need. Oh, sorry. We, uh, sorry. We're, we need my daughter just walked in the podcast. You want to oh, okay. say hi? You want to say hi on the podcast? Say say hi to everyone. Hi guys. Hey. Hi, yeah. Okay. Now you gotta leave because we're in the middle of the podcast. Bye-bye. Okay, sweetheart. Love you. Bye bye. <laughs> so um, yeah, I mean yeah. So it's it's all clickbait and it's it it just it just amplifies everything and these guys are put on a tie ropes. I mean this is what led to Des Bryant kind of going off right because Sirius XM. Yeah, let's get into Des. You know, was, yeah, it was was I mean this is this is the prime example of taking that nugget of truth or taking something twisting it just ever so slightly and then generating a huge story. Yeah. Because because um Sirius XM was doing an interview with Stephen Jones and Stephen Jones had basically was talking about Dak Prescott and his, you know, commitments to, you know, staying to the game plan. And he had said, he's like, you know, probably he had, you know, Dez in his ear a lot, Jason Winton to an extent in his ear, and then went on to talk about it. Well, when Sirius XM tweeted the link to it, they basically just cited Stephen Jones saying that Dak's trying to improve because Dez Bryant was in his ear. Well, they omitted the part of Jason Witten, and that threw Dez into a tizzy on and what we have here on on Twitter, basically saying that you know he was a, a scapegoat and that you know that everything that happened he charged it to the game. I love this. He charged it to the game, and then um, you know that basically he said that Travis Frederick, a center on the offensive line, and Snake Lee or Sean Lee basically had his his number and was the reason why he got cut from the team. I, I was a little confused. So what the, what's Sean Lee got to do with all this? How's Sean Lee getting pulled into this? I know. You love you love yourself some Sean Lee. I do love – yeah, I love some Sean Lee. But I love, yeah, I, love, I love some Des here. Here's what I don't like about this. I feel like – I mean, we're definitely amped up more for right. kind of social media uh, access than we are with these other examples that I'm going to bring up. But how typical is this on – I'll even keep it by position, just an aging wide receiver that's desperately trying to stay relevant to just like go off the handle, do sit-ups in the middle of the driveway, right. uh, send out like tweets like that. Like it just like it, it hits, it rings true of like Chad Ochocinco, like a little T.O. Like it just has this dominant wide receiver feel to it of just happen to be the center of attention, like happen to be like, oh, I didn't do anything wrong. Des, we've watched you on the sideline for the last eight years. Ain't right. nobody shocked that you're John at Dak Prescott all the time for the fucking ball. Like we know that there's no need to defend that, and then the team moved on. Right. Yeah, and that's the thing is, is so so his issue should have been with SiriusXM, but he took it to the Cowboys. So his his thing is is misplaced in that, and it further kind of uh, solidifies people in inside the NFL and outside of the NFL the opinion of this guy. I mean, a big knock was is. 
you know, he's not a great clubhouse guy. And stuff like this, I mean, even in, it, it's funny that article that I sent you was written by Jason Witten. Mm-hmm. Was not was was written by Jason Witten. And so, you know, he basically said like he, the best teams keep that kind of stuff in house. They don't let it kind of filter out and, and, you know, and get outside, and especially in the media or on Twitter. And uh, it was funny, too. The thing I was watching with Aaron Rodgers was talking about, he said his best, the best Packer teams, um, the ones that won a Super Bowl, the one, they weren't the best teams that they had. They were the ones that galvanized, that unified, and that kept everything, like, tight and in, in, in together. So when you've got guys like Dez and, and all this other stuff who don't bring the locker room together, they kind of fracture the locker room, you're not going to have winning football. And every organization, whether you're Dez Bryant or you're Terrell Owens or you're whoever, if you break apart the locker room, we're not going to have you on our team. Yeah, absolutely. But I like I do feel like as the Cowboys were getting those W's and they had that big transition with Dak Prescott taking over for Tony Romo, like it all was in house. And I just feel like, you know, I, I know there was that serious XM response, but isn't it a little bit on Des Bryant to keep it inside, even when you're not like kind of that blue wall of silence or whatever, even when you're not with the team to be like, Oh, I wear, I'm not going to engage in this, like he know, should. On, the, on them trying to like philosophize what's going on inside the, or guess what's going on inside the locker room. Sure, he should. I mean, he should. I mean, if anything, he should sit there. If he wants to take it, he should, he should say, like, you know, here you go, like, Sirius XM trying to make it about me, and they forgot to leave off uh, Jason Witten. You know what I mean? If you want to call it out, call it for what it is. He's later come back and kind of said that that's who he's upset with. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, he just he just needs to keep it – he needs to keep it tight and, uh, you know, not just let his uh, emotions and, and let hearsay kind of run amok because – He's trying to get a job right now, and other teams are kind of looking at that going, do we want to bring this into our clubhouse? I mean, you know, can we – do we have somebody to, to keep him in check? I don't know. Browns 2018. Des Bryant. Browns 2018. Keep an eyeball on them. All right, buddy. Lock, lock, lock that over. <laughs> lock that over. Uh, yes, uh, try to keep your cool athletes. Uh, I'm on your side on this. Like, let's push for no more fucking interviews so you can avoid these bullshit right. questions. Uh, okay, uh, not our bullshit and, questions. And, and media, be fair. Just be fair, media. Come on now. Yeah, come on, come on. On, and that's okay. us. We're fair. We're we're leading the charge. We're fair. Fairest, we, fairest podcast out there, brother. I think we got that's that right. award. Uh, okay, let's jump into it. Uh, we're up against it. Let's go into. Uh, I think you got one more segment for us. Uh, Chick sports, baby. Chick sports. Coming at you, uh, segment three of three. We covered uh, Serena Williams and tennis in the first segment. Uh, segment two of three, MA did a little dive into the WNBA with the high-scored game. What do you have us for this week, bro? Oh, I've got the world of U.S. women's soccer. Okay. Woo, boy. Mm-hmm. Last night, uh, they started the Tournament of Nations play. Um where they beat Japan handily, might I add you, handily, 4-2, actually in Kansas City, Kansas, at a stadium over there. Um, And the thing that's most important for the Tournament of Nations is this 
is uh, a good precursor for the Ladies World Cup, the Women's World Cup, where they play Japan, Australia, and Brazil. All three teams are predicted to not just qualify for the World Cup, but also make a, a, a deep run into the World Cup. I think FIFA had Japan ranked six, Australia eighth, and Brazil seventh in the world, number one being USA. That's right. Let's go, ladies. USA ladies. Okay, Let's so go. awesome. So uh, two years out, does this kind of reflect, not to bring it back to men's sports, that's not what chick sports is about, but it's like, mm-hmm. is it the same kind of structure? Is it the same regular for the men kind of two years out to be facing maybe some of the bigger teams that they'll meet in the World Cup just to kind of get a feel for it? Why, why, is it almost giving something away or is it to get us hyped up for the World Cup kind of two years out, like a mini like pre-World Cup kind of situation? Well, they, are, they, they always have the Tournament of Nations as far as my history can report, but it is, it is definitely one of those things to get a sense of where they at, are, are at um, amongst the, the best in the world. I mean, historically, I would say probably of all the U.S. women's sports, ladies soccer, women's soccer has been the most dominant over time. They have won one, two, three World Cups. They finished second uh, twice in the World Cup and third, and that's in the last basically 30 years almost. I mean, so basically every time that they're playing, they're getting and contending right up there. Plus they've won one, two, three, four gold medals and a silver in 2000. So ladies, U.S. Uh, women's U.S. soccer has been a dominant force in women's soccer. Do you have any kind of temperature you can take? Is it like uh you know, is it kind of a, a younger team that has a lot of turnover that's kind of coming into this World Cup? Is it is this World Cup, uh, by this World Cup, I mean the one that's kind of two years out in 2020, is it going to be... Right. Uh, Actually, they played 2019, I think. 2019, okay. Uh, 2019, is, yeah. Oh, is, is that how it works? It's like kind of... Um, well, they paid 2015 was the last one. Okay. Which they won, and so yeah. it's every four years, just like that. They're just a year removed from the guy. Okay, so it's not like summer winter Olympics where it's staggered a little bit. Copy that, copy that. So uh, right, the right, women's right. is one year after. So is it? Uh, you have any kind of sense? Is it? Is it the same ladies kind of returning? Was that maybe? Was that last championship kind of uh, some some older ladies that won't be returning for this one? Um, yeah. So there's it's it's interesting because they still have like Alex Morgan and Carly Lloyd, who are their two most uh, prevalent players. Um, they're coached by Jill Ellis, who has had some experience and some success with them on the Olympic t- uh, sides. Um, shoot, I can't remember. Abby Wambach was the, the most decorated lady yeah. soccer player next to um, Mia Hamm, who's probably mm-hmm. the most recognizable one. Yeah. So Abby has retired. So now it's really Carly Lloyd and Alex Morgans. Um the interesting thing is, is their goalkeepers and their defenders are, are they don't have a lot of international matches of them. They're pretty inexperienced in um, the back half of the field there. So they've got some decent experience in, in the midfield. Basically, Carly Lloyd is the one who leads the, the charge. Their forwards is where they have a ton of experience, but depending on how their style of play how many people they put out there, some of those guys might be sitting on, or ladies might be sitting on the bench there. So I mean, ultimately, they are ranked number one, and they beat the number six team in the world 4-2. Alex Morgan had three goals. Um, So it'll be interesting to see in this World Cup if their defense and their goalkeeping can stand up during that, that tournament play. That's great. Now, can we make a little promise now that we might cover a little bit of the Women's World Cup a year out? We'll do, do a little return to the scene. Maybe by then we'll lose another chick sports. 
Absolutely, and this, and if we bet, then we'll have to cover guy. Sp- oh, wait, we already we already do that. We already cover guy sports. Oh yeah, <laughs> cover a little segment of guy sports hilarious. Well, right. in the uh, in the spirit of chick sports, also this would not be the place to mention uh, how hot Alex Morgan is. So I will not do that. I will refrain. I know. I, I was biting my tongue. I, I'm no glad problem. you said it. We she's did a, it, bro. She's 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 uh, yeah. She's uh, she's beautiful, but she's an accomplished soccer player. It just shows you that you can be both. She's beautiful at the game. Beautiful inside. Beautiful outside. Just a triple threat. Got them all covered. That's right. Uh, all right. Thanks, and brother. They got, and they got a wife of an NFL football player. Zach Ertz. Julia Ertz plays uh, on the team as well too. Oh, there you go. Little shout out. I like it. Yeah. Uh, good coverage, brother. I think that's uh, really you did take that seriously for the three or three segments, and well done. Uh, okay, we're up against it as we always are. Time to are. jump into our uh, next segment, new segment. What the schluck? All right, uh, this new segment for MAB, where our uh, correspondent of hypotheticals, that is not our hypothetical correspondent, but our correspondent of hypotheticals, <laughs> writes in and sends in a question on what could happen in some bizarre sports moments that probably never will happen. But uh, they're entertaining nonetheless, and let's hear it. This is What the Schluck. What the Schluck. During a baseball game, there's a rain delay. During that time, a player is traded to the opposing team. After the delay is up, could that player be made to suit up and play for the very team he was playing earlier in the day? All right, that sounds, uh, sounds nuts and crazy, M.A. Uh, can that happen? Uh, I believe, I mean, tech, well, in a rain delay, I believe technically in Major League Baseball, it potentially could. I don't, I don't know of any rule that's out there that could. Well, would it have to be like, would it be like if you're, it's going to be something like if you roster set at the beginning of the game, like that's kind of be like, you can't add players to that roster. Like even if somebody got injured or something, or if like you can't bring somebody up in AAA because like maybe you burnt through your bullpen or something. Right. Yeah. I mean, maybe in the, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. You're right. The, your, your, well, your lineup is set. I don't know if your bench is set, but I guess you have a minimum or a maximum, I should say, on a major league baseball of 25 players. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, but I mean, I guess you could make a, you know, you could drop a guy down to the minors and call him up I, I, in, in, the in the middle of the game, in the middle of a rain delay. Yeah, in the middle of the day. Well, I mean, guys have been traded in the middle of the game, so I don't see why that that couldn't be possible that you could call somebody up and, and, and bring somebody up at the same time in the middle of a game. All right, tell me this I would, Tell me this middle of the game trade that went down. Guys, you guys see that also. Like, this is uh, – so let's – if what the schluck questions had, like, uh, a Skullville, kind of like how spicy, like, a hot sauce is, like, this is definitely like a mild sauce. <laughs> they get a lot more complicated – fucked up spicy and we're just like just so me and most awesome kind of get our footing on what this what the schluck our correspondent of hypotheticals can bring we're we're trying this one out so sometimes they're not going to be clear discernible facts and we're just gonna have to logically talk through them right right right. so here's here's an an anecdote of where it's happened in the game and i'll give you not just happening once but twice uh it would happen in on july 30th in uh, 2012 uh, the Cubs traded Reed Johnson in the middle of the game, and then an inning later traded Giovanni Soto one inning later. So Reed Johnson got traded from the Cubs to the Braves, and Giovanni Soto got traded from the Cubs to the Rangers within the span of an inning. And they were cutting like the first guy, Reed, was like seen, he'd been traded. <laughs> he was like saying goodbye to everybody. And there's an act- interaction with like Giovanni where they're hugging. 
And then another layer, you're like, oh, hey, by the way, you're gone too. And he's like, oh, they're going to walk it out and saying goodbye. What is like, that's the only thing baseball has urgency for. Like, what are like, the, like, the pitch, the, the throw to first, like, everything else just takes its fucking time. But for some reason, it's just like, yeah, we, we got to move shit in the middle of the third inning during the game. Like, someone buttoning up the jersey and then, like, just like, oh, what's that? And then just, like, slowly right. unbutton but- it back yeah, off. Yeah. Don't, don't button the fourth one because you got to go. <laughs> you got to hit the road. Yeah, I know. That's the thing is because, is like, in, in the NFL, this would never happen. In the yeah. NBA, it would never happen. Most of these deals in the NBA are like handshake deals until they're not official until they clear the other team's medical examiner. So like they have to actually go through a physical just to make sure that the player is healthy. So even though like a player has been traded on paper, it's not official until that, that examination happens. So like baseball is the only one that's just playing like fast and loose. And it's like, yeah, you know, whatever. A uh, quick so one I had, like, like in, during a double, in the middle of a doubleheader, uh, a couple of players got swapped. Uh, May 1922 is Cardinals versus Cub. Uh, Cliff Heathcote, uh, Cliff Heathcote, and uh, Max Flack. Uh, long story short, I know it's 1922, so probably nobody gives a shit about games that happened that long ago. <laughs> the funny story from this one is they did get traded in the middle of the doubleheader. It was like one, uh, Heathcote was like the young kind of up and comer. And then Flack was kind of like the older dude. So St. Louis was like, we feel like we can win. Now we want to get that older guy to kind of do it. They didn't win out on the trade. The, just the hilarious thing was it was before names on the back of the jersey. And neither team had extra jerseys. So this Cliff dude and this Max dude actually just swapped jerseys. And then they played the second game in the doubleheader in the other guy's That's jersey. That's amazing. Like the Sweaty, dirty jersey. Yeah. That's different, great. Different times. Uh, well, thank you for thank you for that. Uh, what the schluck, Dan? Uh, I mean, we gave it our college try. Keep bringing him in. And guys, if that was what the schluck, if you have hypotheticals you'd like answered on what the schluck, uh, emails at mabsportspodcast at gmail dot com. We'll have Danny add that to his crazy fucking mailbag of other questions, <laughs> and we'll tackle him every once in a while. Uh, all right, brother. It's no secret to these guys. We're up against it, Ooh, so wait. you know what time it is. I know what time it is. Oh man! All right, get those six go. shooters. Meet me in the middle okay. of the street, motherfucker. Okay. Bring us to the jam. So let's leave it alone, cause we can't see eye to eye. There ain't no good guy. There ain't no bad guy. There's only you and me, and we just disagree. Oh man. So we're talking best, best, best movie quarterbacks, best movie quarterbacks. That's what we're doing. So yeah. here's here, here's how I looked at it. I want to I just want to kind of you know show okay. each other a little bit of what we got here. Sure. Here's how I judge this, Brandana. Okay. First off, they got to have a great name. Okay, that's important to a movie quarterback because you got to have a solid name. Sure. You got to be the star of the movie too. I don't want anybody, you know, like North Dallas Forty played by Matt Collins. I don't know who the fuck <laughs> that guy is. Deep, deep pull you know there, I mean? Dennis Miller. Sure, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. right, exactly. <laughs> and then I got to give, I, I give you bonus points. I give you a little extra points if you look like you can actually play quarterback. Definitely, you know what I mean? Definitely. You got to get some school. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, my criteria. What, what was that? Uh, was that movie with Adam Sandler that was based on the Burt Reynolds movie, like the whole nine yards? Or no, that's the Bruce Willis movie, right? The longest yard. Yeah. The longest yard, yeah. Adam Sandler doesn't look like a quarterback. <laughs> right, Cover that exactly. right now. Movie totally right. unbelievable. And hot take, hot take. Not funny, hot take. You guys heard it here. Adam Sandler, not athlete material. Boom! Print it. <laughs> Put it on a Twitter feed. Come at me, Adam. 
<laughs> right, right, exactly. Uh, all right, I did. Not only did I dominate you last week, I changed your life, judged on the cocktail you're sitting in front of. Exactly. Oh, exactly. man, I can't if, wait to talk you... at your intervention, brother. I know, exactly. Next podcast is coming from a street <laughs> corner where I'm just panhandling for Palomas. Uh, okay, cool. I'll take it out. Um, let me, I always, I always got to the orders. Okay. All right, um... I'll give you a good. I got. I get cute for my first one. We also know, like it just yeah. Typical brandana. Get cute. I'm gonna yeah. say. I'm gonna say. Brett Favre and something about Mary, because technically uh, this is fucking. <laughs> he is. He's probably gonna be the best quarterback in a movie on this list. Uh, obviously, if he didn't end his career with the Vikings, and this would be totally sacrilege on my part, but he does come in there. He calls. Ben Stiller, dumbass. It's a complete surprise. Like they're building up on this Brett character, and they're like this car, this corn-fed farm boy, and it's just like it's Brett right. Favre at the end, and he's quarterback. And I'm in town to play the Dolphins, you dumbass. Like that whole thing. Like <laughs> uh, it was good. It was a great so quarterback you, moment in the movie. What's up? You should actually take po- points away from his inability to act, his ability to play quarterback. I yep. thought I thought it was okay. I thought it was hilarious that he still looked like like the high school guys that played football on. On game days, you're supposed to wear the jersey tucked into your jeans, which I think is what he was wearing. Like, NFL players actually fucking yeah. do that where they're just, like, in town to play the Dolphins. They just wear their jersey with no pads tucked into some Wranglers. There's a couple commercials right. going on in the midst of all that, too, I'm sure. Oh, it's like, yeah, it's like a generic, like, it, it's green and, yeah, 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 and yeah. yellow, yeah. but it's not quite but, a Packers. Yeah, yeah, like exactly. It's like, it's a little, like, it's like hunter green. Like, it's not that yeah. actual Packer green. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then here's the other thing that I love. Uh, speaking of Brett Favre, I was actually thinking about this the other day. Is you know they have that like the gold armor, like the the gold like it's the or the whatever it is like the 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 waistbands and the arm the arm belts are copper the copper fit or something like that. Yeah, yeah sure, sure. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Yes, okay. And then him and Jerry Rice like walk up to these guys playing like pickup football. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And if, <laughs> if, if you didn't if you didn't Go know that football. was Jerry Rice and Brett Favre, yeah. if you saw two dudes like with back braces and elbow pads and yeah. copper fit knee things on there, you're like, I'm taking this dude yard. Like I'm going deep <laughs> right. on this yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. Like I'm gonna smoke this dude. It's also like I like how they try to force like pickup football for guys in their like mid 50s is as common as like a couple 20 year olds playing pickup basketball like around Williamsburg like it just, right. you just don't stumble upon like pickup football games no and no one's blocking in these games everyone it's seven on seven drills you see in that they're like blocking and lineman come on man yeah. no one's no one's scrumming as, as a 50 year old okay get, so get you your get your shit together copper fit copper fit get your shit together <laughs> very, right. good. Go very good very good I'm, I'm worried I'll need copper fit in like nine years. So, <laughs> um, so I could match you. I'm not going to go on the Q-tip. Sure. I could go mm-hmm. then Dan Marino, basically in Ace Ventura. I almost had that. You, you want to talk about terrible fucking actors in movies? Like, yeah, yeah. Dan Marino. Well, we've all go. seen the Isotoner commercials. I didn't need to know more than that. Mm-hmm. But um, so I'm going to go with and play by the rules here. I'm going to go with my number three. I'm going to go with Flash Gordon of Flash Gordon. Okay. He was a Jets quarterback tasked to save the earth, or save earth, I should say, uh, and he did it. There's actually a scene where he uses football to <laughs> defeat some of the aliens in there. Sure. 
Flash didn't look like, I mean, he had accuracy. I don't know if he had a big particular arm, but he looked more of like a running quarterback mm-hmm. taking guys on. So I, I give it to Flash Gordon. Number three, sweet name, star of the movie. Mm-hmm. Look like he could play a little ball. Look like he'd be all right. Well, I mean, I mean if, you, move. Yeah, if you're taking the footballs as the weapon of choice to save the world and defeat the aliens, you obviously feel comfortable around that weapon. So, yeah, I, I do have to hats off a little bit of points for that. Okay, let me start. How many consecutive starts did... Did Brett Favre have? Was it 168? Does that sound insane? Was that it? I don't know. Uh, it, it was. It was more than that, but I'll take 168. Fuck. Do you know how many if it that's was? That's what you say. Shit. I, I'll tell you. I'll tell you after the scoring because I know where this is going. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna give you. <laughs> so you know, uh, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give Flash Gordon. I'm gonna give him a solid. Uh, it does fit your criteria. You set it up. He did use the footballs to save the world. Uh, Jets quarterback. So that's obviously working against him. I'm gonna give you 100. Right. I'm gonna give you 100 plus the difference. Uh, the difference between 168 and however many consecutive starts Brett Favre had. I think it was like 282. All right. So I, I look at you. Want me to look it up? Uh, yeah, look it up real fast. I'll cut out this fucking. Okay. Like, yeah, I want to know how many. Two ninety-seven. I was wrong, but it's still way up there. Jesus. I don't know if you can see. It was way fucking off. I almost got to like eliminate that. All right, so that gives you a bonus fucking one eighty-three. So we got two eighty-three to one eight one sixty-eight out of the gate. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, be fair, Brett Favre didn't really get on my radar of not being hated until around two thousand and eight. Right, exactly. You can't really tell when he was traded from the Falcons and, and to the Packers. Yeah, you know, okay. at least I didn't give myself, like, the fucking just, like, you know, 34 points for how many starts he had for the Vikings. Okay, uh, jumping okay. into our next one. You have a commanding lead. Let's hear your number two. Okay, all right. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with uh, a little movie called The Best of Times. I don't know. Do you know this movie, Brandana? No, man. You got some deep dive here bro deep you said you, yeah, these you, are 80s. like like you walked away from one deep dive because you're just like too deep of a dive and you're like here's another deep dive motherfucker you're looking for deep, deep dive but i remember this one this is a great movie this stars kurt russell and robin williams here's the premise of the of the story uh in the in the mid 70s they're playing high school football uh kurt russell is the quarterback of the high school team they're going up against their rivals Robin Williams is the, the the wide receiver, drops a pass to win the game, and they live in this small little town in California, and he, Robin Williams can't shake it. So what's he do? He quits he football, him. and he moves to comedy. Right, exactly, yes. Uh, but also, he becomes a banker in the movie, and then rallies the, the, the old team to rekindle and to replay this game um 15 or like 13 15 maybe 20 years later after the fact and they replay the envir- the the game all everybody everybody involved and Kurt Russell plays the quarterback Reno Hightower <laughs> who is who is reliving his glory days after the fact and uh he's he runs a a failing uh, mechanic shop. Robin Williams actually is the the banker mm-hmm. to him, and he, he owes a whole bunch of money to him. So he gets them, and they run the final play to win the game. Guess what happens? Oh, um, okay. First of all, this sounds dangerous. Wasn't there a Married with Children episode that had this exact premise that like Al Bundy gets all the old team back together when they're in like their like early forties and they replay the game? 
Uh, it could be Polk High. Okay, uh, sure. I, I'm gonna guess. Uh, I'm gonna guess Kurt Russell. Uh, Robin. Okay, Robin Williams catches the pass. They celebrate, and then Robin Williams like forgives all the debts that Kurt Russell owes. Is gonna be my stab in the dark. <laughs> Exactly. Pretty close. Yeah, pretty close. I don't know yeah. about forgiving the debts. Well, that, know, happened, that happened in the sequel that never quite took off. Exactly. That's true. Um, but Kurt, Kurt Ritzel hikes a play. They play First off, they play in this like incredibly muddy situation where it's like I've never seen like mud just like <laughs> sure. literally like caked yeah, yeah, off yeah. in his helmet. Like, you they're know, da- they're damn deep. close in a swamp like underwater. They're just like, all right, this yes. is kind of like dramatic. Setting. Exactly. Uh, his chin strap not buckled up, fucking throws a dart, stands in the pocket, Kurt Russell. Who wouldn't run through? Mid-80s quarterback, Kurt Russell. You tell me you were not going to run through a wall for that guy, that mm-hmm. quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you bring me up. Like, you actually, like, this has piqued my curiosity. Like, I kind of want to see this movie. I've for- it's a great I've forgotten it's the name of it. It's a great movie. No, oh, yeah. Okay. Not a good sell. The uh, best what, of- what's the name of it? The Best of Times. The Best of Times. Okay. Um, I, you could legit remake this movie today. Uh, how old were they when they replayed that football game? Were they were like in their? I think it was like so. If they were eighteen plus fifteen, you're like thirty three. Right? Right, Am I'll I doing you, my math right? I'll give you thirty three points. Might be the worst of time for that score, but we'll see. All right, my number two is. I'm going. I don't want yo live. I'm going. Jonathan Moxon from Moxon. 1999's Varsity Blues. Okay. Everyone slow the fuck down. I'm not one of these guys that lost their mind when MTV made a movie. I'm not even that crazy about the movie. Like, yeah, she was like, there goes my hero and all that. Even at the young age of, how old was it, 99? I was like fucking 16, 17. I was like, ooh, this movie's taking itself pretty seriously. But we're talking about about quarterbacks, and part of my criteria for why I picked this one is, uh, quote's great, he stages a coup. So let's not let's not overlook this. Okay, so I do like yeah I, I do like in uh, we'll get to that coup because that's kind of the the build up to the end of the movie and we'll talk about that speech. So right. so before that, like he has to he is just kind of like he's not even a reluctant hero. He has much in the I don't want your life line. He has no interest right. in playing football. It's just kind of what he has to do in Texas. I think it captures kind of that spirit of Texas football. And it's nice to see a movie kind of take it a different direction of this guy that's just like, I don't, I want to go to Brown. Like, I don't really have interest in this. I do like it doesn't have also, you know, his, uh, one of his really good friends is uh, the quarterback Lance, who's played by Paul Walker. I do like, um, there isn't this, like Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre, the Steve Young, Joe Montana, of just like the two quarterbacks that can't talk to each other. It's kind of competition. It's just like, he's kind of, he has to take over when, like, this all-star, all-American, like, Destin go-to-college kid gets injured. So he just – he doesn't take the game too seriously, and it's what they always say, just kind of play fast and loose. So it has one of the championships. It has a locker room speech, which is, you know, fine. It's different than all the other ones, you know. Like, so I do right. like that. And, like, the big thing is – since he doesn't give a fuck about, like, the rest of the life, like, he's the only guy in town that doesn't care about, like, winning this championship game, he's going to be like, you're doing that to the running back, a friend of mine, that's fucked up. If I'm going back out there, it's not with, like, your old ass. To a very, like, probably the scariest John Voight I've ever seen, which is just, yeah. like, that's to say, like, the like the sharkiest shark I've ever seen. Like, it's he's already terrifying. And then, like, on top <laughs> right. of that, like, he is just, like, even amped it up so he gives a speech they go out there uh he's on the sideline which i think would be unheard of uh and he wins the game which i think is a a must for the story we're telling and he did it his way 
Right. With a crazy, like, hook and ladder with an offensive lineman with Billy Bob. Like, isn't that how they went? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, something like like, Billy Billy Bob snaps and he doesn't move. But let's slow down. Like, we're not ranking, like, last plays of football movie because every last play of every football movie is yours was in a swamp. This one has. Yes. The next ones I'm going to bring up, like. Ain't gonna be any better. <laughs> like every last, right, right, like, exactly. like, like, no one, no one ever just ran their offense well and then won by like twenty-two to ten. Right. To be fair, it's it's equally as implausible as Robin Williams like getting off the line without getting checked at the line. Like, sure. I actually rewatched it today because I was like, how good did Kurt Russell throw that ball? Because I, I, and I remember I was like, Robin Williams looked weird. So Robin Williams to get off the line does a spin move, which I'm okay. And then they cut back, and they cut back, and he, it's from the angle of the DB who's on the ground. And Robin Williams is running, and then does another spin move, unbeknownst, like no reason whatsoever, just in the middle of the field. Yeah, there's a random spin move. Right. If I was to say, like, does that get you open? That's not getting you open. No, it, but it's it's like it's like when you're playing like a Super Tecmo Bowl or something, you accidentally just hit the B button, and your player that's not even covered right. just doing like fucking spins as he's running. Right. Yeah. You're just hurdle kicking all the time. Yeah. Um. That's good. That's good. Um. I was going to say, yeah, I was going to ask you, I was going to quiz you on what school you went to, which is Brown. Good one on that. Thank you. Uh, oh, now now we're putting each other to test. I like it. What do you got for me, yeah, brother? Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, I, I did say I don't fucking love this movie, but uh, I'll, no, no, I'll take No, no, but it's a good movie. More. It was yeah. my first introduction into CTE. I like this movie. and uh, They, they, some, you know, they somehow made Amy Smart look like a seven, which is right. insane. I don't, I don't know how they pulled right. that off. So that's like movie magic right there, I guess. Yes, exactly. Right. Bonus points for Amy Smart. Amy Smart had a real nice run during that time between that and Road Trip and a couple other movies. Good for her. All right. We got a 238 to 316. I'm kind of behind. I don't feel that much behind, but I guess uh, just I've, I went all big balls on how many games Brett Favre has started in a row. God, there I am. I know. Hating Brett Favre again. Right back where I started. <laughs> uh, all right, buddy. Uh, you got a healthy lead. So, um,. I'm debating Who? if I'm going to take a shot at yours. Like, I want to go Rudy. The movie wasn't really about Rudy, but I know you fucking right, love right. that Ru- movie. You've also had to defend yourself on five or six podcasts about Rudy, which isn't about Rudy. It's about Feel the Dreams. So maybe you're just right. kind of this guy that just like feels back to the corner. Uh, right. I'm not, Did I, Tim Robbins or, or, or uh, <laughs> Kevin Gosser play quarterback ever? No. <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to take a shot. Uh, hit us with your number three. What do you got? My number one, you mean? Number one, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm going to go steaming Willie Beeman, baby. Any given Sunday. Uh, I could have guessed it, like, perfect. I fucking, I hate, I hate it. Who, who, cuts the, who cuts the car in half of the chainsaw in that movie? That was LT. That was Lawrence Taylor. Okay. I think, right? Or was it LL Cool J? I can't remember. Yeah, my name no, it was, it was Lawrence Taylor. It was Lawrence Taylor because he was showing the separation between offense and defense. Sure, yeah, yeah. Which that has nothing to do with it. Does with it. Beeman's play? No, okay. has nothing go, to do yeah. with this play. He's a third stringer, bounced around the league. Okay, and I was even going to compare. If you had Moxon as your number one, I was going to compare him against yours, bit tit for tat, because he's got the m- music video going on there. Moxon just had the whipped cream bikini. Uh, I can't compare him now because he's your number two. But yeah, third third stringer coming up there. Pukin has got a bunch of great moments. You know, everything that you kind of assigned to Moxon is the same thing that he kind of falls back into the love of the game, leads the the Sharks to the playoffs. Now, you do obviously have to take this football movie with a huge grain of salt because it's an Oliver Stone kind of like crazy conception of football. Yeah. 
But uh, you, he you, looks like he can play good. Run. You have to take this movie with a grain of low score. Is the grain that's going to be? Oh, uh, you don't like this you. movie? No, it's just like number one. Like it really, I like the NFL a lot, and I know you can uh, send your guys' thoughts to MAB Sports Podcast at gmail.com. I know it's not as cool to like the NFL. I know there's a lot of bullshit going on. I like the league. I just uh, so it kind of takes me out. Like I don't like to get excited about NFL and then like it kind of not be the NFL. Like even like Two for the Money, which is a shitty movie, but when I'm in the mood to gamble, right. like I'll fire it up and I'll check it out. And it's just. It's if I don't see the real teams there, like I'm not a fan. How tall? So you, so so you like, you like draft day over any given Sunday. Then. Just because <laughs> got the real teams is what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Okay. Oh, what? One hundred percent. I think I've seen uh, any uh, given oh. Sunday like one and a half times. Here's my big question: How tall is Jamie Foxx in real life? And you can look that up. Uh, I'm gonna say five ten. Okay. I'll go. I'll go five nine. You go five nine. Okay, yeah. that's fine. Right, but but I mean Dennis Quaid was probably like six two, but he was like the prototypical prototypical quarterback in any given Sunday. How tall is Jamie Fox? Hit me with that information, bro. Grab your phone, right? Uh, this is my new thing. We're looking up in real time. We're we're fact checkers. Oh, really yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll cu- I'll cut oh, off the time shit. they have fact, to wait. I'll just fucking fact gloat. check podcast here. We've never done this before. Uh, if he's six foot or over, I will give you one hundred points. If he's under six foot, because one of your own parameters oh. was how tall is he? He's he's five, five nine. nine. I thought one of your parameters was he has to look the part. Because I said my Adam Sandler he thing. He does look the part. He looks like an RPO, you know, five nine. Uh, fuck it. Wait, you got fucking Doug Flutie F- back there. Nine. Yeah, exactly. He's Doug Flutie. <laughs> he's Doug Flutie that can move. All right, Please, all Doug right. Flutie. All right, three sixteen plus uh, five nine. That's fifty nine points. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay, that's, okay, uh, okay, okay. Hold on here. What's your what's the score now? I want I want to make sure where we're at here. Uh, three three fifty nine to what? What's your what do you have? Three seventy five to two thirty eight. I have zero seventy five to two thirty eight. Hold on now. I have zero problem giving myself two hundred points. Be super clear. About I know, that. Well, yeah, it doesn't matter. Super clear. Oh, and I can't. I'm looking at you, Brandana. Yeah. And I can't. Yeah. I can't. You got a temperature I on it. it. I know. I can't predict which Keanu Reeves quarterback you're going to pick. Oh, God. Both are both are bad. <laughs> I got you dialed in, boy. Uh, I don't want to play with house money. I'm going to say Shane Falco. I'm going to throw it out there for the 50 points. Oh, nice. Uh, this going to be negative 50 plus the 50. Oh. Uh, I, w- I went with the Coke QBs and remember the Titans. So we won a championship. We have everything on the line. They don't rival each other. They do like each other. We got uh, Jerry, Rev Harris, and Ronnie oh. Sunshine Bass. And if you knew me, like, if actually hearing yeah, this yeah, now, yeah. when you re-hear, re-listen to this podcast, which I know you do about 15 times a week, it is going to haunt you. You didn't say any quarterback yes. from uh, Remember the Titans. Yeah. I love this because it's uh, – Yeah, they're, so you they're, brought this up before. I should have fucking called they're it. Battling, Damn it. They're battling more than just the outer struggle of winning football games. Most awesome. They're battling internal struggle, my friend. But these right. these quarterbacks, they step up to the plate. Uh, Ronnie Sunshine Bass with his long hair, not immediately taken into the fold. Uh, and then the winning play, as we said, always bullshit plays. Uh, it right. is a – they bring the rev back in because he was injured. Ronnie Bass took over. They have to go undefeated for uh, for Coach Boone not to get fired. Uh, they do an end-around handoff to the rev. And guess who is blocking for the rev down the sideline? Ronnie Sunshine Bass. That's fucking teamwork. I'm just going to say this one. Uh, So Will Patton played uh, Bill Yost, uh, Denzel's coach Boone, 
And yeah. uh, Will Patton congratulates him on the end. And then because Patton uh, is not going to make the Hall of Fame anymore because he was supposed to lose the game on purpose, but he called out the refs. And Will Patton looks to Denzel and he says, your Hall of Fame in my book. Oh! Oh! <laughs> 200 points for Brandana. That's called a two-peat. I finally did it. You've been two getting all these two-peats. Two it's been so long. That's an official victory, guys. Uh, we're up against it. There's no way we can fucking put off that gambling corner anymore. Will you bring me to my jam, my friend? Bring him to the jams. the gambling corner we have the afc south we're tackling mm. uh that's texans colts jacksonville tennessee what numbers are we looking at most awesome okay we got the jacksonville jaguars at nine wins mm -hmm. we've got the houston texans at eight and a half Jesus. we've got the tennessee titans at eight Jesus. and the indianapolis colts at 6.5 six and a half wins. wait no the tennessee titans i, I said eight tennessee titans at eight Oh, so I mixed these up. Okay, Tennessee Titans at eight, and the Colts at what? Six and a half? Six and a half, oh, yep. shit. That almost, like, if you said it wrong, like, so I have the Texans, uh, I have the Texans at eight and a half. <laughs> I have Jacksonville at nine. Yep. Uh, I have Tennessee at six and a half. Vegas says eight, and then I flap the Colts at eight, uh, six and a half. So let's dive in. Uh, is there anything you're really far off on on these? Um, really far off? Yeah, I say the Texans. Well, far off is a is an extreme. I say I say the Texans. Okay, you say the Texans. What do you got the Texans at? I got the Texans at uh, six and ten this year. Six and ten. Okay, is it a little bit yeah. of you're not quite sure if this Deshaun Watson hype train is going to return to what it was last year? Oh, and I want to bring this up. So, people didn't know this fun fact. This is this might have been the beginning of the most awesome Brandana Sports podcast, but. Ooh. The way I would catch up with most awesome, we just have a rule, you know, like it wasn't he calls me on my birthday. It wasn't just like happy anniversary. How are the kids? Uh, not like a groundhog day. Like it was like right. whenever I was in an airport and I had a layover, I would have a couple drinks and I would call most awesome and we talk sports. True or false? Most awesome. True. And one of the 100% true. one of the big conversation we had on my delay was Deshaun Watson and how fast people are coming back from this injury. And if we should right. expect Deshaun Watson, the same one back, I got to guess by this score, you're thinking, no, is it injury based or you just think their schedule's too tough? I, I think it's a little bit of schedule, but I also think like it really makes me worried about their, we, we know Deshaun Watson, we know Deandre Hopkins uh, and we even know, you know, Will Fuller, sure. but, the offensive line is probably the worst in football, the worst in football. And I don't know if they can sit there and generate anything or generate time for uh, Watson to do his thing. And uh, I mean, how are they going to, how are they going to stave off rushing or the, you know, the rush if they got a terrible offensive line? So I just don't think, I think him coming back, getting abused. And I think he was, 
I don't want to say lucky, but I think he was a little bit um, fortunate with how some of those passes went. Sure. I think he could be in, in, in a little bit more uh, turnover territory, which does not lead to wins as well. Okay, can we see a little bit, though, of what happened to like Aaron Rodgers when he didn't have those amazing offensive lines or a little bit of like the Big Ben, where being the kind of quarterback that's elusive, nimble on the feet, can buy you a couple more seconds to really break open that secondary? Sure. Yes. And I, and I could argue that, but then you could also take that to the other side of the coin and, and look at Russell Wilson and just having to play and just under fire Run the for whole his life, time. Yeah. yeah. Running for his life. And, and then you've got, you know, you've got, uh, you know, I think you've got the a win at the giants, the Colts, dolphins, Broncos, you know, another win at the Colts and the jets. I mean, I think those are my six surefire wins for them. Um, and then the big question mark is, is J.J. Watt. Does he hold up again? And you've got Jadavian Clowney, who is kind of talking contract stuff. So, you know, you, is he going to come back? You don't see him taking one of these games from the Titans? Maybe their home game? No, I, no, I, think, the Titans, I think the Titans are, are Man, they, are they a, let me fucking down. Da- they let me down last year. I don't know. Like, they never – it'd be interesting to see – Mariota, like he did. I mean, I know they got the playoffs and he threw that pass to himself, like whatever. And it's right. necessarily like they didn't, that shouldn't matter. Like getting the playoffs should be enough. Like we're a decent team. I guess like maybe Mariota, there was so much hype around him where it didn't feel like he was kind of stepping up to that. It'll be interesting. Uh, yeah, I have those. I am, um, I think the only ones I didn't kind of hear from you is I do have the, I could see them going into Denver and winning and I can right. see them uh, hosting the Dolphins getting a win there for sure. Yeah, no, I said in you the said middle the of that. You okay. got, yeah, I said Dolphins and Broncos, Colts twice, Jets and Giants. Oh, I guess I got Bills. I get a uh, win at the Bills also. Yeah, or hosting the, the Bills. Thing is, you, you could you could you could talk you could talk me into the Bills on that. I mean, the 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 Bills have a pretty good defense, so it's just one of those things. Like I think like uh, Tre'Davious White locking up with Hopkins would be an interesting matchup in that Bills game. And then if you take away one half of the field, I mean, what's what's left? He's got really will fuller who is kind of a one trick pony they they don't have any tight ends too so who's working the middle who's their slot receiver um you've got um the running back lamar miller yeah. right so it's like what you know is he is he striking the fear in 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 the heart of people i don't i don't know yeah i think i think wait, this just comes down to what is deshaun watson going to be like under duress and yeah. that's even that's even one more question you get to ask after the first question which is is he healthy? Are his legs back right. underneath him? And is, is he good? Uh, that's great, brother. Like, I hear you right there. I don't know if there's anything to dive on there for me. I'm going to jump in on the Colts real fast because I had him at okay. eight. Uh, this, is ju- this is just the fucking story of Andrew Luck, man. If this Andrew right. Luck from anywhere close to four years ago, like, six and a half is low. Like, I don't see him, like, going under 500 if – it, but I, I, it's it's a fair question. I'm I'm very interested in this now because I think it would be enough to say if you can sit out for was it damn near two full fucking years, then right. that's got to be healed. And if it ain't healed by now, like your uh, what you thought your career was going to be is on the downhill slope. So where do you see him getting eight wins? Okay. I, I'm interested. In okay, this. so I got uh, I got a win against Cincy. Really. Since okay. out of the gate, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've low, yeah. low on say that's since Cincinnati's okay. a fucking mess. Uh, okay. I do have him beating Houston. Then, yep. Then uh, around uh, week seven and eight before the bye, they have Jets, Bills, Raiders. I have him going two of three in that. I think uh, at the Jets is winnable, and then coming back and hosting the Bills is a, a very winnable game. Uh, that's not to mention the Raiders. I 
I gave my two to Justin Bills. And then, um, I don't know, I'm low on Tennessee, so I have that. Uh, I have the win hosting Tennessee. I have that series split. Uh, Miami win, and then a Giants win. And that's that's eight right there. Right, right, right. Okay, so I had them about, I'd say, 4-12 and 12 or 5-11, and 11, and I had Texans, Giants, Jets, Miami. It's possible Ws. Because um, my, my thing is is I'm, I'm worried about the rust of Andrew Luck. I'm worried about him even coming back or him even being able to play. Now, this is the best offensive line that he has had, which is sad to say because it's not a great offensive lineman. He's basically going to be starting two rookies on this offensive lineman, uh, Quentin Nelson, the high draft pick out of Notre Dame, and this other kid, Smith. Um, you've got Kelly and Haig at your right tackle, Anthony Can- uh, Casantanzo, who is a left tackle. Again, where are my playmakers? Well, where are my? I mean, I think I think T. White Hilton's enough. I think in the early part of yeah. Luck's career, like we've seen him, like he can really throw the ball around the yard. Like, I'm really sorry I said that. What a stupid fucking phrase. Like, I apologize. It'd just right. be like I, I don't seeing Andrew Luck being able to play under, like you said, behind his best offensive line and not wearing like defensive tackles like backpacks every time he tries to throw the fucking ball. Like, I sure. I think he has that that next level elite quarterback talent of making shit happen. Sure. And then that say, I assume all that stuff is, is, is happening. Yeah. Then who, what kind of defense do they have to stop them? Who, you know, who, who's shutting, who's their shutdown cornerback? Who's their lineman? I mean, their best player is an average player, Jabal Sheard on their defensive line. I mean, I don't know. I, yeah. I mean, I, I get it. Like it's, it, I mean, like eventually it's hard for us to avoid some of these conversations and we're going to be going through them all year. Like there is a lot of fucking just mediocre football play. And I'm saying if you take right. two mediocre football teams, like an at Washington versus Indianapolis, and it's basically like Andrew Luck versus Alex Smith, who had very impressive, you know, uh, chiefs run. And maybe he's not the best quarterback to pull out, but it's just like, I think if it goes kind of a tit for tat thing that luck's going to win that kind of shootout. Yeah. And that's the thing is you have to hope it's a shootout and you have to hope that luck is back and his, has got his a a game and that these are a lot of, these are a lot of question marks. I I think yeah, but I think I mean, uh, if I was if I'm betting, if on, I'm man. betting, I probably would take that that under because six and a half wins. I mean, that's you got to go seven and nine. I mean, seven wins is is a lot of wins in the in, in the NFL. So I don't think that they're a, a you know a, a I don't think they're a, a mid level team. I think they're a bottom half team, and I think it shakes out over the course of the year. Oh wow, man! Even if Andrew Luck comes back and he looks as good as he did three years ago, yeah, four years yeah. ago, you still think they're yeah. like middling to below average. Yeah, I think yeah, I think I think their roster depth throughout, you know, with a big question mark on it, Andrew Luck is is uh, yeah, it's not good. I don't think they're a great team. All right, well, uh, we're up against it. Thanks for jumping on the AFC South. Uh, I think you know most awesome, and I definitely see eye to eye. This is one of the definitely the divisions that have the most question marks. I think. And it's going to be yeah. very interesting to see how it shakes out and went. Like it could be a thing, you know, if Bortles plays. And we didn't talk about Bortles because I think we're both pretty seeing eye to eye on where that win total was. And ten- right. Tennessee, we talked about a little bit where we're different. Uh, I, I don't see any place to really jump in and gamble. Uh, this could be a thing. Bortles gets it together, like the Jaguars could, like just fucking run with it. Or it could be a thing where you know Andrew Lux look good. Uh, Bortles doesn't look as good. Like a slow start. Uh, Watson looks good here and there. Like it could be a very uh, maybe not exciting division to watch, but uh, interesting, right. interesting for sure. And you could you could talk me into the Jags being seven and nine or nine and seven this year. They have a really tough schedule. I, so that game, that line of all of them, all the futures, I would stay away from. 
because of a couple factors in their strength of schedule and they had one of the healthiest teams in all of football last year so they had very little injuries so for that to happen again i mean you know football is a game of injuries and you got to survive injuries I, I don't think you kind of i don't think you see a lot of consistency in injuries i think guys you know eventually it's going to catch up to them so if you had a really plus healthy year you might look in the you know to re, you know regress back to the 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 mean there the average and I I, uh, I think they could be a nine and seven team. I actually have the the Titans at ten and six. Mm, that's tempting. Oh God, I am six five. Okay, real quick, hit it. You have like you have sixty seconds to sell me on Tennessee. Sixty seconds. So, yeah. So you've got a, a soft. You've got Miami, Texans twice, Colts twice. <clears throat> you've got the Bills, Ravens, Redskins, Giants, and Jets. Mm-hmm. So those are you've got. You know, even if you go Miami Colts twice, which they're better than the Colts, you got the Jets, the Redskins, the Giants. That's one, three, four, five, six games, and you got split with the Texans. That's seven, uh, and then Bills, Ravens. That's nine wins right there. That puts you over on your eight. Yeah, uh, right now, yeah, I just, I, I mean, I have them losing five in a row uh, after by like uh, at Chargers at Dallas. Then uh, hosting the Patriots, and then at Indy, at Houston. I, I think it's just shaking down. You and I aren't seeing eye to eye. We just need more information. Yeah. I, th- I think that's a most awesome Brandana, uh, Brandana gambling corner. Stay away from the AFC South. I think for this one, you're going to want to do the week to week bets and kind of just see how it yep. shakes out. See how Andrew Luck's looking, Watson's looking. All right, guys, uh, we're up against it. Let's uh, bring this motherfucker home. Okay, um, we're doing our MVP of the week. Uh, my MVP of the week, most awesome. May I start off? Do you mind? Of course, okay. absolutely. Um, my MVP is any airlines that's not American Airlines is my MVP <laughs> of the week. See, I, I want to remind you guys this is a this is a glass half full podcast, so we don't do LVPs. It's not our like right. uh, like our least valuable players of the week. We I did it once, but that's okay. Yeah, no, we'll, 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 we were we were getting our pod feet. Um, yeah. So we don't do that. So I'd like to con- congratulate every airline that is not American Airlines on avoiding uh, avoiding being a dog shit, uh, piece of shit company that knows jack shit about customer service and how to schedule flights. So um, hey, all, to, to all American Airlines, to all airlines that aren't American Airlines, I'd like to okay. invite you to not go fuck yourself. <laughs> and that is my MVP of the week. Heartwarming. Okay. Who's your MVP, I brother? Love it. Um, I'm going to go with American Airlines. My, <laughs> no, no uh, I'm going to go with a guy named John uh, Anagnost. Uh, John is an 87-year-old guy who just participated in the St. Louis Cardinals fantasy camp um, and was an inspiration to everyone that he touched. He, he had a love of the, the game, love of baseball. Uh, had great honor and and, and uh, was love had great enthusiasm meeting his idols and Ozzy Smith and some of Kurt Flood and these these wonderful guys out there and actually had a little bit of hustle he batted well he made some contacts on some balls and tried to dig out some uh, some some uh, infield singles so I, I like it I love it I love it when these when these older guys get out there and still have the love of the game and and show enthusiasm in life and uh, it's fun it makes you it makes you appreciate sports and everything that it is because it brings everybody from from all over and and it's fun and and fuck American Airlines. <laughs> Thanks, brother. We're and you know what? Like yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited about that. Would, would that be something you're into? Like kind of doing that uh, that fantasy camp sometime? Would that be fun? Yeah, I think so. I, I definitely I think, think so. Yeah. I mean, I don't know when, but I, I definitely would love to do it. I mean, especially to get to like pal around. And I get it's probably 
I think when you get like as like a forty year old, I think it might be sad. But if I was like in my sixties, it might be a, fun, a little bit sure. more fun. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, like, softball guy, like yeah, still trying to hold on to something. Like it's a little too much. Like you, mm-hmm. you're living out that fantasy. They tap you on the shoulder. They're just like, man, we gotta get you like backing up third base. Like we kind of just yeah. like we saw something we didn't know you had. Right, exactly. Yeah, I would feel in my forties would be patronizing, whereas in my sixties <laughs> I would, I would be like, oh, you know, look at him, good, good for him. So yeah, absolutely, excellent, brother. All right, uh, sixty second tale from the frat. Uh, last week I talked a little bit about top championship teams. I brought up the Philadelphia Phillies. Fan, yeah. uh, Tango Foxtrot and I became Phillies fans uh, around two thousand and. Five, it was quite simple. We were watching, not even big baseball watchers, watching a uh, little sports center highlight. Uh, they were playing the Colorado Rockies at Coors Field. Uh, that's in Colorado. There's a big kind of torrential rains came down. Groundskeeper trying to cover up the tarp on the field is whipping them around, and the Phillies just kind of cleared the bench, and they ran out, and they helped the groundskeepers pull up down. Not a single Rocky out in the field, and it was just like Jimmy that's Rollins right. and those guys just kind of being whipped around and having a laugh and, like, getting wet and everything. It was just like... Looked at Tango Foxtrot. He looked at me. He was just like, are we Phillies fan? I was like, yes. It's like, got all these stuff. It's like, we're so got hats and then uh, cheered them on. So that's it, guys. Oh, man, it's been jam-packed. Thanks for sticking with us. Uh, what an episode 22. Um, deuce, deuce. Uh, please subscribe. Take after listener Joe. Let people know. It helps us out so much. Um, you can give us five stars. Please do. Send us an email at podcast at gmail.com. Bro, where can they find us on social media? If you're looking at Instagram or Twitter, you just hit us at MAB underscore sports, sports with an S. Come tweet at us, send us some pics, do whatever you want, bros. I love it. And we drop every Monday morning. And next week, a little teaser, episode 23, we're turning to MAB date night. Woo! It's going to be a fun mm. one. Uh, I am Brandana. Why don't you sign yourself off, most awesome? Look, call me Matt Bryant, because I charge it to the podcast. Oh! <laughs> awesome, brother. See you next week. Later. Runway. Style. Fame. She likes fashion.